7 o'clock. Good morning, Pyle. Hope you had a great weekend. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Always appreciate starting the week with you on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. So it is Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. The ugly from Moby Arena, the game with Utah State. The Ukrainian, oh, the, the Ukrainian player shooting foul shots at the end of the game. Some idiots in the student section deciding to chant Russia. What an incredible embarrassment. I'd love to know who, who thought that was a great idea. I mean, it's one thing. Saturday night, you, you appreciate you calling the games on Saturday. Went out mm-hmm. to, to actually sit and watch some Maverick basketball. And they have the pep band. They do a great job, and they they do some funny little little chants to get in, you know under the other team's skin, but nothing terrible, nothing right. like that. I mean, good natured ribbing, cheering them to miss a free throw, or you're wanting them to miss a free throw. That's one thing. If you're just doing it in a, a good natured fashion mm-hmm. when you're chanting Russia to a player that's Ukrainian come on come on CSU come on that it's not all Ram fans are like that but that that group man I hope they never go to another game again hope they're never allowed to go to another game again as long as even after they stop attending CSU, mm-hmm. oh, they never get to go again. And I'd love to know who the ringleader was that thought that was a great idea. Hey, let's let's chant when the Ukrainian players at the foul line. Let's chant yeah. Russia. And I know this is not not who should be blamed. It's just another wrinkle in this that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Colorado State, their uh, athletic Twitter account did tweet out a pair of tweets apologies to quote the student athlete unquote two tweets zero mention of his name they couldn't even put his name on there that that bothers wrong. me a little that's bit that's wrong too. we are sorry to the young man that yeah max shulga thank you I didn't have his name right off the top of my head. No, you're fine. Not, not, I, I, I'm not, not, not intending to disrespect yeah. him. I just didn't have it off the top of my head. But that's whiffing twice. You know what I mean? To at least have what sounds like a legitimate apology. Other than just, you know, CYA speak. We're sorry to fill in the blank player yeah. from the Ukraine. On behalf of Colorado State, we apologize to the student athlete and Utah State. Yeah, that's a couldn't bad. even couldn't even find his name. That's reprehensible. Come on, come on. Got to be better than that. You've on on mm-hmm. on all for on all parties involved. Those that actually said that. Nico Medved got his name into the apology on Twitter. Because he took the time to care. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable. I, I, you know, it's it, it's an it's a huge embarrassment for Colorado State to have that happen. 
You also have the Pro Bowl on Sunday. Patrick Sertan got an interception. Okay, they were, they were playing flag football. They seemed like they were having fun. Okay. Hey, that's super. Kirk Cousins led the NFC over Derek Carr and the AFC to win. Because remember, it was the... Rob Lowe. Anyway, <laughs> the NFL logo. Because you have to remember, it was the, the Pro Bowl game. So it was all these different yeah. events. They culminated with the flag football game. I think dodgeball, musical chairs, darts. I don't know what all was included. Jenga. I, yeah. AFC won the dislocated toes contest with Miles Garrett. That was fun. It was good to see waking up this morning for the Pro Bowl games. See the best player on your team dislocate a toe. I understand right. it's February, but but still, you don't don't want the guy to get hurt. Yeah, a little but, heart palpitation there. But it's like, come on, like, great. What are you even doing there? Couldn't you bail out and give like Shelby Harris a roster spot or something? Exactly. I mean, Tyler Huntley was a pro bowler, quote-unquote. Can't Miles Garrett do that? Be like, nah, man. Nah, fam, I'm good. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest. Did I, you watch I, any nope. at all? I watched, I watched some of the highlights of the flag football this morning. I, I, not I, even at all because have it, seen that. Because it happened to be on the screen. Like, I've had good morning football on the TV over here for about 70 minutes now. And it's not been shown once. <laughs> Even the NFL Network is not showing highlights. Because nobody cares. Like, I'm we sorry. We got other stuff to talk about. Nobody cares. Ajiro Vero, hired by the Carolina Panthers to oh. be their new DC, by well, the way. Then, I mean, be gone. After Sean Payton met with him last Thursday, Sean Payton to be introduced 11 o'clock this morning. We're working on. With our friends at KOA to, to be able to carry the presser for you. That's what we're I'm in the process of doing that right now. So we'll hopefully have that that presser for you at 11 this morning from Dove Valley. Introducing Sean Payton. But Colorado with a good win on Sunday. Mavericks, uh, the Maverick men's basketball team, some history for Blaze 3 and Mike DeGeorge. Yeah. Oh, quick, too. Like a minute and change in. Well, Blaze needed, what, like three points or something like that? Uh, four, I think. Four. four points in that yeah. game. So we got the first bucket, got the second bucket. Then uh, the notorious MDG called a timeout so he could get the cheers and the praise and then back to work. 19th player in Maverick history to score 1,000 points in his career mm-hmm. for the redshirt sophomore. Yeah, that's the thing, too, right? He's got at least a year or two left. Like, dang. Yeah. Who knows where he could finish? <laughs> no kidding. I mean, there's... There's still numbers to be set for Blaze 3 moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tomorrow night, Brutal Monument, uh, the boys back in first place. Bounce back after that loss to Grand Junction with a win at Central. So both uh, Fruta teams in first place in the Southwestern League right now. Mm-hmm. Taking on Montrose tomorrow night. Montrose looking for the boys, looking for, well, both teams looking for some payback. After the Wildcats went to Montrose a couple weeks ago and got wins there. Yeah. And tomorrow night is the uh, Wildcat Hall of Fame, by the way. And um, we'll talk more about that throughout the morning and uh, maybe even bring in an interview uh, or two from uh, the conversations I've had with some of the folks going in. But we are going to talk with uh, Fruitland Monument girls coach Jeff Johnson coming up at 740 this morning. Wildcat boys coach Jake Hagira 
coming up at 9.20 this morning. So a, a busy morning on the show, the number game, and of course the good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend, 970-242-1340. I just, man, it just, the, the thing with CSU, it was just really, really troubling. Yeah, that, that, that they, bothered me. You know, that they would do that to Max Shulga, who... Ukrainian, you know, there's mm-hmm. like 40, 40.9 seconds left in the game. He's shooting free throws and idiots start chanting Russia, Russia, Russia. Like it doesn't make it any better if he's like sixth generation Ukrainian American, but Ukrainian. It doesn't make it any better, but it is definitely worse that, you know, his parents still live there. You know, and live with that over their heads every day. That makes it a lot worse to me. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. Regardless of what, whether it's like you said, first generation Ukrainian, sixth, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That 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 group of students knew know of his background, right? And they used what's a a horrible moment going on for all Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Those that live there those that are of that ethnicity, of that descent, that they're going through an awful thing right now. And and, and, and to use that as some way to, to get in his head. In a game, let's be honest, it was over with. Right. I mean, regardless even of the games, I don't care how close the game was. They could have been up by one. To do that was an absolute embarrassment to Colorado State and as, a, as an athletic department, as an institution, mm-hmm. for for some young idiots to think that was okay to do and that nobody was going to say boo about it, that nobody's going to have a problem with that. I just... Sometimes, more the, the lack of sensitivity that we have in this world about certain, about certain things like that, come on. And, you know, somebody's okay. going to try the... Well, you know, they just... They didn't understand. They're, they're college kids, but they're still kids. No, they absolutely understood. That's why they chanted it in the first place. They knew they knew exactly what they were doing. Otherwise, they they knew what they know what impact that has on Max Shulga, on what that means to him. Yeah, that wasn't just some random thing out of the blue, right? And it wasn't just a, oh, you know, we didn't, we just, we didn't fully understand. Yeah, you did. No, 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 you did. Yeah, you did. You were being a bunch of creeps and a bunch of jerks. That's why you did it, because you knew exactly what was exactly what it was about. And it's embarrassing. I mean, I, I referenced, you know, what the, the band at CMU does. I mean, it's you know, you're not the the, the uh their take of Twisted Sister, we're not gonna take it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> With the foul That's line. clever. That's clever and it's funny. And that the The, the other the, one was it uh the shape on an L on the forehead thing? Yeah, the shape on the L that which song is that? That Smash Mouth or something? I don't know. That is Smash Mouth, yeah. I'm ashamed that I knew that. <laughs> uh, likewise, I'm right there with you. But it's clever, and it's kind of and kind of unique a little bit, I guess. And it's, you know, some might say, oh, call him a loser. That's not cool. Okay, it's not. Well, the, I mean. It's not the best thing. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't. It didn't really offend me. It's not the worst thing he's going to hear. No kidding. Because it's college basketball, and there's some jawing going on back and forth by both teams, right? So, that's I'm okay for that. The thing that 
I am totally okay with in the Colorado State situation is that Shulka made three of the four free throws anyway. That's could just the like, biggest stick it up your you know what yeah. you could do at that point. It's like pfft, bleep you and your Russia stuff. So not only was it stupid and insensitive and mean, and it was it didn't even work. It was ineffective. It was ineffective. <laughs> nice job, idiot CSU student section. Good job. Yep. Student section played like Colorado State's defense. Ineffective. <laughs> All right, seven thirteen, and you know, we'll we'll talk with Brian Roth about it on Wednesday. I mean, it's going to be something we we have to discuss when when he comes on. So, text or call nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Quick program note tonight: we'll have uh, college basketball, Kansas taking on Texas uh, pregame for that at four forty five today, I believe. On that one, five o'clock. Uh, six forty five. I'm sorry, six forty five. I'm sorry, that's a seven o'clock tip. Excuse me, six forty five pregame. As Kansas yeah. takes on Texas tonight. A lot going on this morning. Yes. It's a busy day. All right, 713. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Texture call us 970-242-1340. Let's get to what's happening. What's happening? Brought to you by our friends at ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. If you're looking for help in a variety of areas, for example, if you're looking for help in regard to network support, cybersecurity, backup and disaster recovery, a new business phone system like the one we have here, thanks to ComWest here at the radio station, also PC and server support, you surveillance of your business, they have you covered. Give ComWest a call today, 970 970- Two four two eighty one forty two. Well, today it'll be official. Eleven o'clock this morning, former New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton will be will be introduced as the new Broncos head coach. And uh, as I was saying earlier, we're trying to work out some details with eight fifty K away to bring you that press conference today as Sean Payton is introduced. Uh, he did talk with uh, uh, some of the folks that work for the Broncos website. We'll have some of that sound coming up and around the NFL at eight o'clock this morning. But that is set for today, 11 o'clock, over at Dove Valley. Now, as far as Jarovero, who met with Sean Payton this last Thursday, that Jarovero is now the new defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers after he has decided to leave the Broncos. Asked to be released from his contract. The Broncos granted that to him, and he is now the new defensive coordinator for Frank Reich in Carolina. Moving on to a busy basketball weekend, a busy college basketball weekend over at uh, Brownson Arena. The Maverick men and women taking on Regis and UCCS. The Maverick women lost on Friday night. The Maverick men picked up the victory on uh, Friday night against the Rangers. And then on Saturday, it was the uh, Blizzard of Brownson presented by Coca-Cola. The women's team survived a close one. one point, they had a 14-point lead, and it got really, really tight. It got really tight tight. there for a little bit. But they survived with the victory, 64-62. Monica Brooks had 18 points and seven rebounds. Kylie Kravig had 18 points. She was really good down the stretch from the foul line, 9 of 10 from the stripe. Olivia Reed had 16 points as well as the Maverick women pick up the 64-62 victory. In the men's game, Blaze Threat picked up his 1,000th career point. 
as head coach Mike DeGeorge earned his 300th career victory as the Mavs win 83-63. DeGeorge says he's full of gratitude as he reflects on 300 career wins. Obviously, it's a great time to reflect and just thinking about all the players that you've gotten a chance to coach. And, you know, when you get to this point, you're just thankful for all of them and the opportunity to be able to, to do what we do for a living. So just really a lot of gratitude. So both Maverick basketball teams on the road at Colorado School of Mines on Friday night. And it'll be a big one for the men. And then on Saturday, it's Metro State. And you can catch coverage of uh, all that action. Uh, Ethan Jordan will be heading over to the Front Range to cover those for us uh, right here on the Team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards, State Farm Insurance. As far as your uh, college basketball over at Boulder yesterday, the University of Colorado men's basketball team, they pick up the 84-62 to win over Stanford. Buffs are now 15-11. And uh, leading the way for the Buffaloes, Tristan De Silva had 25 points. K.J. Simpson had 21 for Colorado in that victory. As far as uh, prep basketball, as far as prep, excuse me, as far as Colorado Mesa softball goes, the softball team opened the season at the Concordia Kickoff Classic this past weekend in Irvine, California. The Mavericks uh, went two and three at the two to one win over Cal State Monterey Bay and a four to three win over Cal State East Bay. CMU dropped a two nothing game to 19th ranked Concordia and a two nothing game to Dominican University. The Mavs wrapped up the weekend with a close seven to six loss to San Francisco State. CMU is back on the road this weekend when they play at West Texas in the Invitational there at Canyon, Texas. They open up the tournament Friday when they face six ranked Texas A&M. Kingsville. Both Fruit and basketball teams swept their East Valley rivals Central Friday night at the, on the Warriors' home floor. Wildcat girls defeated Central 52-36 to to add their lead in the Southwestern League. Liv Campbell's 20 points pays Fruita as they improved to 4-0 in league and 15-3 and overall. The Warriors dropped to 2-3 in league and 10-8 and overall as Christina Manzanera scored 12 points in the loss. Wildcat boys bounced back after their loss to Grand Junction to beat Central 44-39. to Fruita's Austin Reed and Daniel Thomason each scored 11 points as the Wildcats move back into first place in the SWL at 3-1 and and 16-2 and overall. Warriors led by Jackson Amos and Andrew Serrano with 12 points apiece. Central drops out of first place at 3-2, and two and they're 14-5 and five overall. Both Fruita Monument basketball teams host Montrose tomorrow for the Wildcat Hall of Fame night. Pre-game on the Team Sports Network starts at 5-15 tomorrow. The Montrose basketball teams swept their games Friday night at Grand Junction. The Red Hot girls picked up a 57-14 win over the Tigers as Heather Power scored 15 for Montrose to lead all scores. Montrose is 14-5 and overall, 2-3 and in the Southwestern League. The Red Hawks defeat a Battle Mountain 61-21 on Saturday with Sarah Ima scoring 16 in the win. The Tiger boys lost to Montrose 37-33. The Red Hawks' Caleb Ferguson led all scores with 15 points with Grand Junction's Declan Lake and Jake Stanfield scoring 8 points apiece. The Red Hawks wrapped up the weekend with a 42-27 win over Battle Mountain. Caleb Ferguson once again led the way with 16 points. Montrose is 13-5 and overall and 2-2. Two and two. In the SWL, the Tigers fall to 7-11 and 1-3 overall. The Palisade basketball teams dropped their non-league games against Durango this past weekend. The Bulldog girls lost 40-27 to fall in, to fall to 5-14 overall. Palisades' Chloe Simon scored 19 in the loss. The Bulldog boys lost to the Demons 51-39 to fall to 8-11 on the season. The Bulldogs' Josh Sato scored 14 in that loss. And the Delta girls are 8-0 in the 4A Western Slope League after beating Steamboat 46-16 Friday night. The Panthers are 12-5 overall. Delta boys lost to the Sailors 55-39 to fall to 7-10 overall and 5-4 and in league. Both Delta teams host rival Montrose Thursday night for the Highway 50 Game of the Week. Pre-game starts at 545 this Thursday, a 95.7 the Monkey, 97.1 in Delta, 93.5 in Montrose. And that's a look at... What's happening?
It's again brought to you by ComWest. If you need help when it comes to surveillance, a new business phone system, give ComWest a call today, 970-242-8142. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the Team. Welcome back, Jim, along with the Buckeye Boys. Send us the good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. What makes your list? Text or call us, 970-242-1340. Do you, uh, do you dig the new Pro Bowl format? I, 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 I just, can't say I don't, because I, I didn't watch any. I just don't care. I, I don't I, care. It started That's, Thursday. Yeah. I mean, it's... Derek Carr won the precision passing competition. I, mean, I, I just don't care. I don't... Pro Bowl, NFL. I don't care what you do with the Pro Bowl. You're there. You're, there's nothing you're going to do that's make me going. That's going to make me go. I've got to watch that. I've I've got to check that out. See the problem for me, not, and it, it's it's all encompassing, right? It's not just the new format and everything, but the fact that Derek Carr was your precision passer as the eighth best quarterback in the <laughs> AFC. Really? When you come to think of it? Allen, Tua, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, then Derek Carr, right? To me, that's a problem. I understand Patrick Mahomes not playing in it. Of course, yeah. But, he's, he's playing the Super Bowl. You know, and maybe Lamar Jackson's still hurt, sure. But, I mean, Derek Carr being in the Super Bowl with the Rob Lowe... NFL Shield hat instead of the Raiders hat, <laughs> which was funny <laughs> when Rob Lowe showed up to the Super Bowl to cheer on the NFL. But he's done that before. Yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. like Derek Carr, who is attached to a team, Rob yeah. Lowe is just there to just, cheer on the league. Yeah, no, like yeah, go league, <laughs> go in, go in, go NFL. NFL. You know, Derek Carr out there, you know, supposedly with the team still, at least until next Wednesday. But I just, I don't care. That's the old thing about Howard Stern, right? If they hated him, they still listened because it would drive their anger. I don't care. It's not that I dislike the Pro Bowl and watch it just to find stuff I don't like. I do not care. It's just, there's indifference there. And then, so so why waste your time in NFL other than it's another thing you can sell yeah. to a network and it's... You can sell tickets to it because mm-hmm. somebody's going to show up and watch it. I chose Walmart over the Pro Bowl yesterday. I was cleaning out my attic yeah. <laughs> yesterday. That's what I was doing because I had other stuff to do. I had better things to do than watch the yeah. Pro Bowl yesterday. And not Rimrock. I chose North Ave over the Pro Bowl yesterday. Yeah. So. Yeah. You also had the NHL All-Star game. You had the Atlantic All-Stars beating the Central All-Stars. Avs represented well. Nathan McKinnon, couple of assists. Mm-hmm. Goal, three points. Makar, couple of assists. Goal, got three points as well. Miko had a couple of points with a goal and an assist. But it was um, the Atlantic getting the victory over the Central 7-5. to five. Watched a little more of that than I did the Bowl. Yeah. All-star uh, Matthew Kachuk playing along with his brother uh, Brady. Uh, Kachuk named the uh, game MVP. So. And promptly... 
cheap shot at the trophy, <laughs> which was strange, but, but he but, didn't know what else to do. <laughs> didn't know what else to do with it. All right. Uh, coming suspended up, for the next two All-Star games. <laughs> coming up tomorrow night out at Fruita Monument, they'll have their uh, Fruita Monument uh, Athletic uh, Hall of Fame inductions. And one of the individuals going in, Dean Hall, former state wrestling champion. And so uh, that'll be tomorrow night when the Wildcat basketball teams take on Montrose. And uh, that would bring back at least a couple of conversations today from those folks that are going into the Wildcat Hall of Fame. Here's uh, my conversation with Dean Hall, which, by the way, you can catch all the interviews uh, for this at the team1340.com or Facebook and Twitter feed. They're right there if you want to check them out. But here's Dean Hall will be going into the Wildcat Hall of Fame tomorrow night. And our conversation with Dean Hall, brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. He's already in the Fruit of Monument Athletic Hall of Fame as a member of the 1982 Wildcat State uh, Championship Wrestling Team. He'll go in as an individual on February 7th. Former uh, Fruit of Monument State Wrestling Champion Dean Hall. Dean, good morning. How you doing? Great. How you doing, Jim? Doing fine. Second time for you. You go in as a member of that 82 team, and now you go in as an individual. Uh, that's that's pretty cool stuff. That's uh, rarefied air. Get a chance to go into a Hall of Fame twice. Uh, this time, though, acknowledging what you did, you know, also as a national champion in 1986 at the at the heavyweight classification, three-time you know, All-American at uh, you know, when you wrestled at Edinburgh University in Pennsylvania. This is a, has to be an exciting moment coming up on February 7th for you. It is. It's quite humbling, though, Jim, to the people that think this of me and that would actually do this. And um, it's quite humbling and quite an honor that um, people would think as much of what I did and um, make that I'm worthy for this. I know that uh, Jim Stockert, uh, who was your coach back then, w- was on the ballot this year. And unfortunately, Jim. Uh, did not get in. Jim uh, passed away a few years ago. But uh, kind of take me through the impact that Jim Stockard had on you, Dean, as a wrestler, and those that had an impact on you. And you know, certainly your, your dad, Doug, had a, had a big influence on, on your wrestling career and athletic career as well. But those that had a big impact on you, getting to be a high school state champion, but also a college champion as well. I had wonderful coaches all the way through, like you said, starting with my dad. Um, and as a son, you don't always listen to what your dad has to say. So when somebody else might say the same thing, like Coach Bridgewater or Coach Holscher or Coach Trump, then uh, it, it, they say the same thing your dad's been saying for years, and then all of a sudden it makes more sense the way they, they said it, or maybe I'm more willing to listen to them or something like that. But dad was always a great support and a great coach and to many, including yourself and many of us in the, that uh, state championship team. And um, then Coach Stockard and Coach Coles, Coach Hoisington, Dick Hoisington was in there wrestling with me every day, Coach Marty, uh, all those guys. Then all the way up through college with Coach Chesbro uh, at Oklahoma State, and then Bruce Baumgartner, Mike Deanna at Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania. And, um, they're the ones that, it was my firm conviction that great coaches can take good wrestlers and make them great wrestlers or good athletes and make great athletes and I think the coaches I had along the way helped me to achieve a lot of things that I did and also provided me with the motivation to do the things that people other people were unwilling to do at the time to accomplish what we did. You know, going to the Fertile Monument Wildcat Athletic Hall of Fame, Dean Hall joins us today 
and should mention too. I mean, you you competed at the international level as well, and, and did quite well uh, in, in competing at you know, against some of the world's best wrestlers back when you were in college and in high school. Yeah, I remember actually seeing that uh, Russian heavyweight when we're college brings the world championships down there. We were uh, 28, 19, 20 years old at the time, and he was a specimen at that time, and he went on to win quite a few gold medals in the Olympics and the world championships. But um, And I met a lot of good friends along the way that way, too, um, around the country. And We actually met back up in college, different colleges, wrestling against each other and with each other. And uh, I have the great coaches there, too. I mean, Coach Tesnick and Strobel and different coaches we had along the way there really – it was a, a great experience and allowed me to see the world, uh, literally. And most of the places I've gone throughout the United States, the world, are mostly because of wrestling. And uh, I actually now want to take my family back to see some of these places I was able to see as an athlete. And uh, But we had a lot of fun traveling around, doing different things like that, and meeting new people and competing against different people around the world. When did you know that you had fallen in love with wrestling? When you well, were a kid, when when, when you were said, okay, this is this is what I want to do, and this is what I think I can be really good at doing. Well, you may not believe this, and Coach Squibb would never believe this either. But as a fifth, sixth grader, I was wasn't sure if I was going to play basketball or wrestle. And uh, the more I guess, probably the more I played basketball, the more I realized I was going to be a better wrestler than I would be a basketball player. Um, but and then to do it in college, I figured at that point. I could determine my destination myself rather than being as a choice to play football also in college. And that I couldn't determine my destination in football where I could with wrestling. And uh, so it it all all fell on my shoulders with wrestling where football being a team sport as it is. And I do understand it more now than I did then that everybody does their job. The team does great. When now in high school, we think we're better than we really are. And, um, so, therefore, um, we don't buy the team concept as much as we probably should have in high school, whereas in college now you see the different teams around the country doing well with a team concept. And you realize that the team, being a great team member, is just as important as being a great individual in what you do. High school record of 78 and 270 pins, uh, 1982 uh, state wrestling champion, 185 pounds. Uh, you were state runner up in, in 81 and 83, and so, and also a two time world schoolboy wrestling champion. And you referenced the time on the football field and when we were teammates together, uh, the 3A football lineman of the year, 1983, all Southwestern League lineman, 82 83 as well. And so, uh, it wasn't just uh, on the mats, it was also in the gridiron where you had a tremendous amount of success. Let's talk about what you do now, because in the last few years, you've you've been a, a wrestling official, giving back to the sport. I know that you're not doing that. Are, are you still are you still being a wrestling official, Dean, or is that something that other things have kind of taken over your your time for that? With, with the coaching, it really hasn't a lot of time for right the, uh, repping. And I do rep volleyball in the fall, and I was wrestling repping football until Mitch Copeland took my knees out and gave me new ones and said I can't run. <laughs> And I'm not really sure much of what I did in the football field was running, but he said I couldn't do it. So, therefore, I just ref volleyball at this point. And, and you're now at the Fruta 8-9 school. You're a special education teacher there. Uh, what, what led you into working with that, that special group of students? Well, I taught driver's ed for 25 years in New Hampshire when we lived out there. And then I came back here and 
my intention was not to teach, but somehow I got drawn into teaching. Dan Bollinger asked me to uh, work with a student. He had at Powell State High School at the time, and it seemed that I seemed to click with him, seemed to do a good job, and therefore I didn't probably did not um, recognize my license as a teacher. Means it was in driver's ed, so I had to go back to school and get my license, and I was able to get a job in special ed and do that. And, um, I think I do pretty well with these kids, probably because I probably connect real well with them because I'm probably more along their lines than I am for the IB kids or the upper level kids. Um, I struggle all through school. I had to work real hard to make things happen in the classroom, but I I think I connect with a lot of these kids, and I hopefully I can help bring it to a level to well make them better and I actually coach in the classroom i think coaches bring the best out of kids and best out of their athletes and i try to be a good coach to my students and to my athletes all right that's dean hall state championship wrestler uh multi-time runner-up for fruto monument he'll go into the wildcat hall of fame tomorrow night when fruto monument plays host to montrose we'll have uh, the action from uh fruto monument high school pregame at five fifteen tomorrow night also going in tomorrow night uh couple of gentlemen we didn't didn't get the chance to interview well it talked with uh, jim flashy james flashy he declined to come on the program and that, that's perfectly fine didn't didn't feel comfortable doing that but uh he was a tremendous wrestler and uh wrestled uh, continued to wrestle after uh, high school competed for colby college uh, in kansas uh but he also uh, won the 133-pound division, became the first Wildcat to win a state championship uh, on the wrestling mats as a sophomore. Uh, his uh, brother Jack is already in the, the Wildcat Hall of Fame. Also George Pickens, who was a multi-sport athlete at Fruita High School back in the day that uh, George is known for his encyclopedic knowledge of uh, Wildcat wrestlers over the decades. So uh, then went on to own a Pickens Body Shop. So uh, he'll also go in uh, Mr. Pickens uh, was uh, not available to do an interview with, unfortunately, but uh, he will also go into the Wildcat Hall of Fame tomorrow night. All right, 737, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Text or call us 970-242-1340. And uh, coming up, we'll talk with Fruto Monument girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson about their matchup with uh, Montrose tomorrow night. It's time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, as much as we give him a hard time, what with the Mad Dog and his incessant rambling about the Mets, Mike Francesa with the... Mike and the Mad Dog were really kind of pivotal in building really this industry that we're doing right now. They have not been on a show together for a while, but uh, Mike Francesa stopped by First Take last week to do a show with Stephen A. and the Mad Dog, and they relayed one story about how uh, Mike Francesa's wife was essentially the Judas in this story. And we pick up exactly where we left off. That's true. I mean, it's almost like we can do the shows together because we did so many of them for a long period of time. Bad and we don't have, yeah, <laughs> and we don't fight as much as we used to. Mike and I one time spent hours killing each other on who had a better bathroom facility, Yankee Stadium or Fenway And you were right. Park. You know, we actually had a time where we were on five and a half hours a day. Yeah. And during every break, we had a lot of breaks because we had 18 minutes of commercials an hour. Yeah. So every break, we never spoke. Off the air any day before or after the show, never spoke. About five months. And we did six months together 
And when I left for summer vacation, I said I went into the program director and said, "I'm never working another show with them. I'm gone." And your wife summer, getting married. Your, my wife Ro was the one who said you got him by Chris. Who was the peacemaker? Right, she was. She was the she she invited a dog to my wedding without telling me. <laughs> well, there you go. They went <laughs> six months without speaking unless it was on the air. I thought it was okay. I, I get there's a thirty for thirty about them. Mm-hmm. You and I understand if you yeah. follow this industry what what they mean to the development of sports talk radio. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder for the average person though. Does do it they, really matter? Do they do they care that those guys were back together? I don't think I, so. I think for the average person, particularly if you live out here, mm-hmm. I mean, if you grew up back east and your dad or your granddad listened to the fan, yeah, okay, then there's there's history there. But they're such a regional product. Mm-hmm. Yes, in our industry, if you if you do what we do and you do sports talk radio, you know Mike and the Mad Dog. You know yeah. who they are. But for the average person, they don't they don't know who they are. And they don't not care. really. And to put it in terms for this portion of the country is if Irvin Liu went six months without speaking off air, right? You know that's kind of the relation for Colorado anyway. or whoever D Max working with this week. On now, yeah, sports that's to do understandable because I mean, is you know to a but you're right that's <laughs> but you that's know, kind of you know for what Irvin Lou did for Colorado, Mike and Mad Dog did at New York City, right? Kind of paved the way. Although Irvin Lou were kind of doing sports really in that same time frame, maybe just a few years later, right? Joe and Irv, Joe and Irv, sorry, Joe Who Williams, Irv, it's okay. Joe and Irv Brown, yeah. Joe Williams, yeah, it's okay. Lou, Joe, it's a, Irv. It's all, it's all right. three letters. It's all right. It's 30, you, 40 you, years you, ago. You were on the right track. That's okay. Yeah. But that would be the equivalent probably yep. of, of a Mike and Mad Dog. Yeah. And those guys never, they actually got along quite well. Right. And they never, they, they, there wasn't a lot of personal animosity between them or anything like that. Because neither of them were either of those other <laughs> two guys. They were not absolute jerks. And in that little fight, there's no one I'm like, well, you know, I side with Mad Dog. Or, you know, Francis has got a point. No, Neither. I'm like, no, I get it. No, I get it. You guys didn't get along yeah. with each other, and I can understand why mm-hmm. you didn't get along with each you're other. You're both kind of tools. <laughs> 741. I Fortunately, I've only had to deal with that a little bit over the years. Not a lot. Yeah. A little bit. Occasionally, but you Occasionally. keep me around. Still here. Yeah. Still plugging away. 23 and, years going and strong. And you invited me to your wedding. Which I did. That's true. <laughs> you, you actually, hey, would you would you come to my wedding? And yeah. It's like, sh- you bet. No problem. Glad to do it. Yep. All right. I, flew, I mean, flew all the way back from Mexico. Yeah, just, you did. Just, just to, for that. Just to be here for you. All right. 742. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Fruto Monument coach Jeff Johnson, coach of the Wildcat Girls, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. Get in the huddle with Fruta Monument Girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson on the team. Jeff Johnson brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Jeff Johnson joins us. Good morning, Jeff. Appreciate the time, as always. Yeah, good morning. No problem. Glad to be on. Good win for your team against Central on Friday. You've now won three straight against the Warriors. 52-36 victory against them. Liv Campbell, another outstanding game. She had 20 points, and she played really well in the first half. Had, had the 11 points 
that uh, Addison Aaron added seven points in that first half. You had the 26-13 to 13 lead, and you never look back against Central. But that, that, that's really strong first half really kind of paved the way for your win against the Warriors. Yeah, um, even goes to that first quarter. I think it, we were up nine after the first quarter, so we came out strong. Um, and, and we knew it would be a tough game, great environment, uh, and, and the ladies came out shooting, shot, made some shots, and uh, we kind of ran from there. Yeah, Christina Manzanera's got 12 for them, but she really shut everybody else down. Alex Wagner, Bailey Ritterbush, each had eight, but uh, – Bryn Wagner didn't go off against your team. It was it was a really good defensive effort by your basketball team. Yeah, uh, we were worried about them shooting, being able to shoot the ball, and luckily, uh, I think it was until the fourth quarter until they made a couple threes. Uh, so defensively, we did a really good job against their shooters. Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fort Girls basketball team, with us on the Team Sports Network. Addison Air had 14 points. Savannah Turner added seven. So, like I said, Liv Campbell had another stellar game. But uh, Addison Air, as she always does, uh, productive on the glass and, and was a really good complimentary score to what uh, Liv was doing on Friday night. Yeah, um, we, uh, we asked her to rebound, get offense rebounds for us. Um, she's, she's tough down there in the paint. She has a good up and under, um, and she just she keeps playing, and she plays hard. Um, and you could say that all the way down that roster where they, you know, they'll play hard for us and as a coach, that's all we could ask for. Fruit of Monument Girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson with us. Wildcats now 4-0 in the Southwestern League, 15-3 and overall. And, and Jeff, I mean, your team's on a, a six-game winning streak right now. Uh, I mentioned the three straight against Central. During this six-game winning streak, tell me some of the things you've really liked about your basketball team and, and why you've been on that, uh, that six-game run. Um, I, I really believe it comes down to our defense. Uh, we, we've done a pretty good job in most of our games of limiting uh, players being the best player on the court. Um, I know against uh, Durango, uh, Mason did a great job the fourth quarter, um, but uh, we've done a great job team defensively. Um, and most of our practices, we start out with team team drills on the defensive end. Uh, we're really pushing them to be uh, perfect on defense, um, flying around, being able to help the helper, and then uh, once they do get a shot off, it's finished that possession with the defensive rebound. Now it's Montrose, and uh, you went to their place a few weeks back and picked up a, a 10-point victory, 42-32. to Kind of like the, the Central game the other night. In, in the game against Montrose, Jeff, your team got off to a sensational start. You led 11-2 to after the first quarter, and then Steve's team cut into it a little bit. Uh, they, uh, they outscored you 7-4 to in the second quarter. But you uh, went on for the the 10-point victory in that game. And I think the key, once again, it's like you talked about. You Maybe one player might have a a good game for for somebody that you're facing, but you shut everybody else down. Macy Oberg had 12 points uh, in that game against you the last time. But Heather Power had eight. Briar Moss had seven. You really shut everybody else down that night to get that victory. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to try to take that best player away, um, make others beat you, um, and kind of spread that wealth, uh, get people that are unfamiliar with that scoring role. Um, and, and you know, I mean, down at Montrose, I believe Savannah did a great job for us in the third quarter. I think she scored seven in a row when the game was close and said, hey, I'm a senior, I'm not – I'm not going to take this easy. We're going, we're going to take this road win away from them. And uh, she came out, 
in that third quarter to kind of give us that lead back. But, uh, yeah, we, we want to limit their scores um, as much as possible and make life as difficult as possible for them. And you're right, Savannah Turner had nine points in that game. It was really good, like you said, uh, down the stretch. Addison Air had 10, and Liv Campbell had uh, 14 points in that victory. Uh, know that uh, Briar Moss, for them, senior, mentioned Savannah playing with a lot of pride as a senior for your basketball team when you won at Montrose. And Moss is a player that's a really good perimeter player, someone you're going to have to to keep an eye on, particularly from three-point range, coming up on Tuesday night. Yeah, um, we got limited. She, she's a young player, but she's... She's able to score uh, and shoot the ball really well. Uh, hopefully we could duplicate um, what we did last time against her and limit her, uh, her effectiveness uh, for most of the game. A win Tuesday night against Montrose, it, it doesn't necessarily clinch the league title tomorrow night, but it puts you in a good position pretty much there at, at, at 5-0 and in league play if you can get the win tomorrow night. It's a really important game coming up against Montrose. It's also going to be the Wildcat Hall of Fame night where some of those uh, Wildcat greats will be inducted. It's it's going to be a big night Tuesday night for your basketball team. Yeah, it, it'll be an exciting night. Uh, a big crowd, um, and hopefully uh, we continue to do what we do and not worry about those outside voices. Um, and the Hall of Fame is kind of one of those outside voices. We have no control over that stuff, but we could control uh, what we do on the court and how well we, or how hard we play and how well we execute. Yeah, with uh, three league games left after tomorrow night, Grand Junction, Central once again, and then Durango on the road. Like I said, doesn't necessarily clinch the league title, but puts you in a really good spot at 5-0 and if you with, get the win against Montrose, who they do not plan on making it easy for you guys tomorrow night. We'll have coverage on the Team Sports Network, pregame at 5-15 here in the Valley, 101.1 FM, 1340 AM. And for the folks in Montrose, 102.1 FM tomorrow night for that one with the uh, girls tipping off at 5.30. Hey, always appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you so much. Congratulations on uh, the win against Central. Good luck against Montrose coming up tomorrow night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fruit of Monument girls basketball team, said in a really good spot right now at uh, 4-0 and in the Southwestern League. All right, text or call us, 970-242-1340. The good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. We referenced the, uh, the awful situation over at uh, Moby Arena this past weekend where you had the Utah State player that um, unfortunately group student a group of students over at CSU deciding to chant Russia Russia when uh, Max Shulga of the uh, Utah State Aggies was the foul line and then I agree with you the fact they could not even the, the CSU athletic department couldn't say we're sorry to Max Shulga. Yeah, they didn't even put his name. Just, just, we're sorry just to the fill-in-the-blank student athlete for what he went through. Come on. You know what it makes yeah. it sound like? They have that apology on file. Boop. Just plainly it's, written, and yep, they need they just, to fill in the blank, and they didn't. It's a Mad Libs, yeah. and they couldn't even put in the name. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. An embarrassing moment for CSU. What's been an embarrassing season on the floor at times for yeah. this Rams basketball team. That that trumps anything that's happened in terms of losses this season for CSU. An absolutely embarrassing moment yeah. on Saturday. All right, so the good, the bad, the ugly. 
send it our way. 970-242-1340. Certainly the good with uh, Blaze 3 becoming the 19th Maverick in program mm-hmm. history to reach 1,000 points. Trevor Baskin is not all that far off and could join his dad, John, who is the all-time leading scorer in Maverick history. Yeah. Uh, also, Mike DeGeorge, the notorious MDG, picking up his 300th career win. He picked up his 100th Maverick win earlier in the season, mm-hmm. but now at the after Rhodes College, other stops, 300 career 300 wins. 300 career for, wins. Yep. And you, they saw, they put the picture up on the video board of Mike DeGeorge with uh, quite a head of hair on him. Back in the day. At the start, yeah. So he said that on the course to 300 wins, you lose a lot of that, is paraphrasing what he said. I know at one point Mike was like trying to grow his hair back a little bit. He had like a little, Mm -hmm. little, this a couple of years ago, and then I think it was just, okay, this isn't working out. I'm just going to forget it. Not a a lot of lettuce to be had between Mike and... Women's coach Taylor Wagner. Not no, not a whole no, lot of time no. getting ready neck up for games. Fortunately, you know I mean? Kyle Boucher and Hannah Pollard, they carry the hair load yes. on the coaching yeah, staffs. Mm-hmm. Carry the clipboard, carry the hair. Yep, both the have good thing. flow. Yep. yep, there we go. They've got, they've they got, got the their flow. head coaches covered when it comes to the, the, yeah. the best hair. All right, 7.55. We will take a break. We'll come back with Hour 2. It is Monday. It's the good, the bad, the ugly. Please send us what makes your list. 970-242-1340 Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at the team1340.com.